for an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato. Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a tomato produce company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs... 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Mom's Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstraußlaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Alex! Ed! Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and...
AltaCalifornia.com. Sister Rosetta Tharp, and you're uh, tuned in to Labor and Love here on Mutiny Radio. Labor opinion, commentary, labor history, by, for, and about working people. Which side are you on? 
hold a few elections Still, we the people won We voted out corruption Big corporations We voted for an end to war New direction And we ain't gonna stop now Till the job is done Come on, all good workers This year is our time now there's folks in Washington who care what's on our minds. Come on, come on, voters, let's all vote next time. Show them which side are you on now? Which side are you on? Which side are you on now? Which side are you on? Which side are you on now? Which side are you on? Which side are you on now? Which side are you on? Which side are you on? Plunder and pollution and Mother Earth be free.
feminism ain't about women Now that's not who it is for It's about shifting consciousness that we're bringing into war So listen up, you fathers Listen up, you sons And tell me which side are you on now? Which side are you on? Franco there. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? We've got a president who claims to know it all. This is what happens. Tomorrow's the day we'll play something beside. It's something you did, God knows when, but you're doing it again. You better duck down the alleyway, looking for a new friend. A man in a coonskin cap in a pig pen wants eleven dollar bills. You only got ten. Maggie calls fleet foot, face full of black soot, talking at the heat, put plants in the bed, but the phone's tapped anyway. Maggie says the men say they must bust an early man. Orders from the DA, look out, kid, don't matter what you did. But walk on your tiptoes, don't tie no bows. Better stay away from those that care around a fire hose. Keep a clean nose, wash a clean clothes. You don't need a weather man to know which way the wind blows. Success. Please hook 
please him Buy gifts, don't steal, don't live Twenty years of schooling and they put you on the day shift Look out, kid, they keep it all hit Better jump down a manhole, lock yourself a candle Don't wear sandals, try to force the scandals Don't want to be a bum, you better chew gum The pump don't work, cause the vandals took the handle Good morning, everybody. Happy, happy Saturday morning to you. Hope it is a happy one. You're tuned in to Labor and Love on Mutiny Radio. This is the B, and this is the show where we tell you how it is. If one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the table, the negotiating table where you work, you're probably on the menu. And never, but never, let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. Good morning, everybody. Happy uh, March 18th. Um, What are we talking about today? We've already had Sister Rosetta Tharp. She let our show off. Didn't it rain, she said, and didn't it rain? After that, Annie DeFranco, with which side are you on? The decision that you make existentially each and every day. And finally, Bob Dylan with something about our president here. Kind of lead the show off. And I've got a pertinent song here. That you're probably going to recognize. Are you on the homesick blues? There's far too many of you dying You know we've got to find a way To bring some love in here today Father, Father We don't need to escalate Oh, you see, war is not the answer For only love can conquer hate You know we've got to find a way To bring some love in here today Oh, picket lines and picket signs 
Don't punish me with brutality Come on, talk to me so you can see
white man's got a God complex. Blackjack, pump, you better change that rule, cause I ain't no fool. You better be cool, Jim, or you'll die next, cause the white man's got a god complex. Hey, my man, uh, I wanna cop a nickel bag. Uh, you say all oh, you got is skag, wow, that's a drag, cause uh, I don't wanna cop no dope is death next, cause the white man's got a god complex. Hey, baby, what's the gig at tonight? Well, there's one over at Slicks for faggots and tricks. There's one around Graveyard side of town that'll cost you a pound. But if you go and know what I know, you better pack your piece at least or you'll die next. Cause the white man's got a God complex. Mr. Stein, I done paid enough rent for this pad to be mine. But you just want to cheat me cause I ain't your kind. Damn, can't you see the place is falling down? No, you can't dig it cause you ain't never around. Damn, I'm so poor, I don't know what in the hell I'm gonna do anymore Not from this day to the next Cause the white man's got a God complex I'm making guns I'm God I'm God I'm making bombs I'm God I'm, God. I'm making gas I'm God I'm making freak machines I'm God Price control pills I'm God Kill Indians and discovered him I'm God Kill Japanese with the a bomb I'm God Kill and still killing black people I'm God
counterfeit dollar in his hand. He's misdrunk, know it all. Playing hard, talking fast, making sure that he won't be the last. Any place 
Stevie Wonder, of course, with Mr. Know-It-All. And we do have a know-it-all in the White House. He even knows what he doesn't know. He doesn't know what he doesn't know. In other words, he's not aware that there are things that are a little beyond his purview. That was Stevie Wonder from uh, Songs of Life. Out of 1973, I believe. This is The Bee. You're listening to Labor and Love. And this is where we bring you labor news, commentary, and opinion. Let's first of all look at What'll happen when gutting the Labor Department? Labor Department is supposed to be looking out for the interest of working Americans in our minority president's new budget. He proposes to slash the budget of the Department of Labor by one-fifth, by 21%. Looking at in these times, This budget would devastate worker safety, job training programs, and legal services essential to low-income workers. Its cuts include a 21% or $2.5 billion reduction in the Department of Labor's budget. Now this from a president who ran on a platform of standing up standing up for working Americans by extension and the way he expressed himself it was about white working Americans and here he is cutting the Department of Labor which protects the rights and conditions in the workplace by 21% Cutting these programs is cutting the safety net for the most vulnerable workers, those striving for the middle class, said Matt Schutz, executive director at the Center for Progressive Reform. This budget would eliminate training programs for them, the kinds of things people need to move up in the world. Very anti-worker and anti-most vulnerable. This budget, added Judy Conti from the National Employment Law Project, this budget will mean more illness, injury, and death on the job, she said. And as you know, here on Labor and Love, we dedicate each and every show to those workers here in the U.S., 150 of them per day, who die because of job-related conditions or happenings. Worldwide, that number is about 3,500 people every day die because of the conditions of their work. And here is our pro-worker president. When are people going to get off? When are people going to realize that he's, he sold them a bill of goods? gain their 
gain their uh, trust by promising to make life better for working Americans. Well, what he's doing is putting on a show. This is a big show. And in the meantime, he's cutting the Labor Department by 21%. Among those hit hardest is OSHA, the agency that protects your safety on the job. These cuts to OSHA training grants will hurt workers and small employers, said David Michaels, former Assistant Secretary of Labor. Training is a proven and, in fact, necessary method to prevent worker injuries and illnesses. OSHA's training grants are very cost effective. Well, if you're a big uh, capitalist, these things mean nothing to you. But what you're interested in is labor, not, not the well-being of your workers. You want to extract their labor. Everyone, labor and management, believes that a workforce educated in safety and health is essential in saving lives and preventing occupational disease. That's the purpose of the OSHA grants. This is not so much a budget as an ideological statement. The White House calls the budget proposal a budget blueprint to make America great again. Call with reporters, Michael Mulvaney, Office Director of the Office of Management Budget. This is the America First budget, it said it was written using the President's own words. This is a strategy of the ruling class. That is to do just enough to get the alliance, make an alliance with workers or lie to them get them to believe in your policies. Just enough. Okay, not too much. You don't want to get all workers in on it. Okay, what you want are the white workers first in Trump's case. So his his campaign sold to white work was selling to white workers. This lie. And he got enough of them to vote for him that uh, he was able to make it go. What about his Secretary of Labor? Despite some union support, Trump's new labor pick would be terrible for workers in these times again with liberty and justice for all. It's called. President Donald Trump's new pick to head the Labor Department is getting an early boost from a divide-and-conquer strategy against labor unions and their allies even before his qualifications and background as a civil servant are scrutinized in a Senate confirmation hearing. R. Alexander Acosta is his name. He was announced by Trump less than 24 hours after Putzer. Carl's Jr. guy dropped out of consideration. This man was a man who said that Robots were superior to human workers. Um, used ads featuring women in bikinis eating uh, hamburgers. When asked about it, he said, there, there's nothing wrong with that. I like to see women in bikinis. Well, this guy was a little too goofy even for 
this crowd, this cabinet. So labor unions and Democratic leaders in Washington, D.C. had maintained a unified front against the Putzer nomination, Puzder nomination, but that unity dissolved almost immediately with the announcement of Acosta's nomination. Acosta picked up endorsements from the Union of Operating Engineers, International Association of Firefighters, Labor's International. Trunkpa from AFL-CIO said, well, we're going to vet him, but he does have a history of enforcing the laws that protect workers, which is a real plus, whereas Puzder had a history of violating those rules. Pro-labor Democrats have been conspicuously absent. One exception is Eric Loomis, assistant professor of history at the University of Rhode Island and a labor commentator at the progressive blog Lawyers, Guns, and Money, which we've used often on this show, especially in our labor history segment. The selection of Alexander Acosta should provide no comfort for those who work to reject Andy Puzder. Acosta has a lifetime of anti-union and anti-worker positions. Appointed to the National Labor Relations Board by George W. Bush, Acosta consistently decided with employers during his term. His support of Ohio's, Ohio's attempt to suppress black voting in 2004 is deeply disturbing. That the AFL-CIO seems to think Acosta is as good as they are going to get under Trump is depressing, but perhaps realistic. So let's run through the guy's record here. In a case in 2003, Acosta voted that hospital strikers could be legally fired because they delayed the beginning of an otherwise legal job action by several hours. Another case in 2003, Acosta voted to ignore otherwise illegal threats made by the employer against workers trying to form a union. He also sanctioned otherwise illegal promises of new benefits to workers who would vote against Beverly Health, 339NLRB, Acosta voted against a corporate remedy in spite of the fact that the company had been found guilty of extensive misconduct on other occasions. His vote was in the minority. Curiously, one opinion of Acosta's, while laudable and appropriate, will give him problems with the anti-immigrants case of double deconstruction, Acosta stated that a worker who had used a false security num- social security number should not be considered guilty of committing a crime. Such misrepresentations are just part of the workday reality for undocumented workers, Acosta argued. This was the correct decision. So, Alexander Acosta, not much help here. Nothing to look for. It's, it 
it's back to us, you know? We always think there's someone out there who's going to save us. Okay, here on Mutiny Radio, here on Labor and Love, we bring you the very best in topical music. And uh, let's play a little Rebecca Malnion. A salsera. Featuring Julian Oviedo.
you have a lot more leeway with what you want to do with your life. So again, capitalism wants to divide us. Talk a little bit more about that later on. Let's listen to Radio Labor. This is the World Labor Report. This talks about labor news from all over the world. Okay? Radio Labor. This is Solidarity News on Radio Labor. This is a Radio Labor World Report recorded on Friday, March 17th, 2017. I'm Mark Boulanger. In the report this week, Labor accuses Qatar of lying to the International Labor Organization about slave-like conditions of migrant workers in the country. How global unions negotiate agreements with multinationals. And the Labor Start report about union events around the world. This is Radio Labor. The UN's International Labor Organization is investigating how Qatar is treating its migrant workers as the country prepares to host the 2022 World Cup of Football. Radio Labor's senior correspondent Seamarie Ainsborough reports. The government of Qatar has been accused of making false and misleading claims to a UN body investigating accusations of slavery in the country. Qatar is a small country in the Gulf states which is preparing for the 2022 World Cup of Football. There are more than a million migrant workers in the country. The International Labor Organization is the UN body investigating whether these workers are forced to live in slave-like conditions. Leading the fight against Qatar's exploitation of the workers is the International Trade Union Confederation. The ITUC is the global labor organization which represents national labor centers such as the Ghana Trades Union Congress and the AFL-CIO in the United States. It has been demanding that FIFA, the global body which regulates world football, stop the slavery in Qatar. The need for FIFA to respect human rights was highlighted in a report by Harvard University's John Ruggie last year. Sharon Burrow is the General Secretary of the ITUC, the International Trade Union Confederation. Qatar is a slave state. Workers in Qatar, 1.4 million workers, migrant workers, they are effectively owned by another human being. The state of Qatar runs a slavery system, a system of modern slavery called the kafala system. They refuse to change. You are contracted often to go from an Asian country or an African country to Nepal as a poor worker desperate to earn income to find the contract you signed is torn up and you're often paid less than half of the wages you were guaranteed. Sometimes you're not paid for months on end. Indeed, you will have already paid potentially up to 2,000 or more US dollars for the right to work in Qatar. That's a fortune. People can't afford it, they borrow it or their families chip in. And then, of course, you're stranded in Qatar with an employer who totally controls your life. You're forced to live in squalid accommodation. You are, in fact, uh, forced to work long hours in extreme heat. 
six, seven days a week, eight, ten, twelve hours a day, return to squalid conditions where you live and food that is of poor quality. People's lives are at risk, the death rate is unbelievable, and indeed FIFA has contributed to legitimating this system because they awarded the World Cup to Qatar without conditions. They could have seen off the kafala system, seen off modern slavery. They of course have been exposed and we're proud of having a part in that for the corrupt institution they are. It appears to us that FIFA is business as usual. I was in Qatar with uh, FIFA and John Ruggie and the sponsors of the games and indeed the Ruggie report showed absolutely that FIFA has a responsibility to actually make sure workers' rights are met, that there's compliance and there's a grievance mechanism. That means Qatar has to play the game. But in fact, what we saw was excuses, an attempt to snow people that they would make some changes. Nothing has changed. And the sponsors know that their reputation is at risk. They're becoming impatient. We're beyond patient. There is no room for slavery in the modern world. A report prepared by the ITUC shows that employers in Qatar can stop workers from changing to another employer for a period of five years. The confiscation of passports so workers cannot leave the country is widespread, and the Qatari government is actively blocking agreements between multinational construction companies operating in the country and the Global Union Federation for the Construction Sector, Building and Woodworkers International. This is Seymour Ainsborough reporting for Radio Labour. One of the most powerful instruments global unions have to protect the employees of multinational corporations and the workers in the company's supply chains are global framework agreements. The agreements do not replace local collective bargaining. Instead, they set the rules of conduct for labor management relations in the corporation. These rules often include respect for the rights of workers to form unions and go on strike if necessary. Almost all of the agreements which have been negotiated include clauses committing the company to act in accordance with the core labor standards established by the International Labor Organization. The ILO is the UN agency focused on matters of work in the world. An example of the Global Framework Agreement is the one just recently renewed by the Global Union Industrial and the PSA Group. Industrial represents workers in a wide range of industries, from mining to manufacturing to garment production. The PSA Group is an automobile manufacturer based in France. It has 184,000 employees worldwide. I talked to Kemal Ozkan about the Global Agreement with the PSA. Group. Mr. Ozcan is a Deputy General Secretary of Industrial. With this renewed agreement, the PSA Group is uh, reinforcing its commitment to respect the ILA core labor standards in all its locations and uh, to promote respect for workers' rights across its entire global supply chain. Actually, here, a major point is that PSI doesn't interfere in organizing efforts and remains strictly neutral. So this is a clear language on neutrality in the new agreement, which is an important achievement as far as we are concerned. And concerning the supply chain, PSA has integrated the commitment to human rights into its procurement process. 
and the respect for those rights is a determining criterion, not only in the selection of new suppliers, but also in the maintenance of existing ones. Now here with his report about union events around the world is Labour Star correspondent Derek Blackadder. Here's a small sample of the almost 300 news stories that were added to our site each day last week. Our top stories section included links to news about the end of the three-month-long doctor strike in Kenya, the day of protest in Brazil when over a million workers protested pension rollbacks and attacks on labor rights, and the election of a woman to the top leadership position in the Australian labor movement. We had news of strikes and lockouts in dozens of countries. Here are just a few highlights. German airport workers held another in a series of one-day strikes as their wage dispute continued. Chilean miners marked one month in their wage walkout amidst rumors that mining giant BHT Belton intends to break their union. Healthcare workers in Nigeria restarted wage talks with a warning strike, while non-academic university workers there struck over pension shortfalls. In the United States, miners stayed on the surface in an effort to win a wage increase and improved benefits. Broadcasting workers walk to protest continual harassment by their employer in Malta. In northern India, electricity workers down tools as they press their demands on the state government. Rats were running free in the Paris sewers as rat catchers there struck over wages owed from last year. And this week, parastatal workers in Malawi were off the job in an effort to press their demand for a salary increase. Our top working women stories included coverage of the fight by the Fijian Bank Workers Union to get workers sacked for being pregnant reinstated, and the conditions in which sex work is done in the Netherlands. The health and safety newswire we run in cooperation with Hazards magazine carried stories to hundreds of union websites around the world about the fight to get compensation for the families of workers killed on the job in India and how the use of strike breakers at German airports poses a threat to worker and public safety. Currently, Labor Start is running eight online actions. Take just a few seconds out of your day and join thousands of trade unionists around the world in helping workers make their lives better, or even help save those lives. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. And that's it. International labor news you can use. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Labor. I'm Mark Belanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity. was the World Labor Report. Listen up now to Workers International News, Workers Independent News, pardon me, a website that deals with uh, labor actions here in the United States and North America. Workers Independent News, we can review. I'm Doug Cunningham.
AFL-CIO President Rich Trumka says the Trump budget shortchanges working people by trying to balance the budget on their backs. Trumka says working people in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin didn't vote for a budget that slashes workforce training and fails to invest in our nation's infrastructure. The AFL-CIO says the $54 billion Trump's budget cuts to programs that benefit working families is dangerous and destructive. The AFL-CIO Trump budget analysis says the budget abandons the future slashing investments in workers, communities, young people, protecting our environment, and building democracy. There are major cuts in job training, education, health programs, the environment, the arts, and foreign aid. XPO Logistics is settling an unfair labor practices charge with the Teamsters over Georgia police illegally preventing Teamster organizers from leafleting XPO truckers about union rights. Here's an excerpt from Police Audio, where Teamsters organizer Ben Spate is confronted by a Port Wentworth, Georgia cop called by the anti-union XPO Logistics company. The cops are going to issue warning citations for the legally protected union leafleting when the Teamster organizer asked them another question. He wanted the officer's badge number no just 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 go just go I got a right to we don't have a right to answer it okay just get in your vehicle and leave give me a bad you know what that's fine let me see your id again we'll, we'll settle this in court the union will continue to leaflet workers the teamsters say this settlement is a victory for the right of xpo truckers to organize 900 workers in three different AFSCME locals hit the picket lines Wednesday for a three-day unfair labor practices strike against Rockford Public Schools. The striking workers say that the public schools in Rockford, Illinois, are not bargaining in good faith. Low wages are a big issue at the bargaining table. AFSCME Council 31's Ed Sadlowski. Nutrition workers, approximately $11,000 per year working every school day on average. Paraprofessionals, $14,000 annually. The bus drivers, about $16,000 annually. That's for a full school year. These are really starvation wages that people are being paid. The National Black Worker Center Project is launching a hashtag Working While Black campaign advocating a new deal for black America. Executive Director Tanya Wallace-Goburn says the hashtag Working While Black campaign will expose the impacts of racial and economic injustice in the workplace through workers telling their stories. And our goal is to launch a strategic communications and organizing campaign that's designed to mobilize and communicate the experiences and challenges, aspirations and achievements of black workers. Workers Independent News puts workers and their unions on the national radio news airwaves every day. To help keep labor's voice on the air, go to laborradio.org. Workers Independent News provided by Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. So if you want to investigate them. Your heart.
my teeth as it is So take heart and take care of your link with life It's beautiful
yet this week. We will have an all-volunteer. Some of it, a lot. It's kind of one of those uh, exaggerations. Uh, I hear there's rumors on the uh, internet that we're going to have a draft. We're not going to have a draft. Period. Got up Tuesday morning. Elections on my mind. I'm going down to vote. Top of my head to 
I used to fly myself, and I said, well, there's one terrible pilot. Sushi there with uh, from uh, Fruit of Labor with the Election Blues. And that was preceded by The Rebel Girl, sung by Hazel Dickens, a prominent uh, fiddle player from West Virginia, I believe, that was the Rebel Girl. It was a Joe song, and Rebel Girl refers to Elizabeth Gurley Flynn, an organizer for the IWW for many, many, many years. Someone who started out uh, as a socialist in high school and uh, never looked back. One of the real uh, mainstays of the labor movement, if this was a country where we really honored our history, she would be as well known as a lot of other people, for example, Eleanor Roosevelt or other women like that. This is Labor and Love, the show where we tell you how it is. And I wanted to start a new feature today. Got women you wouldn't want to mess with. We've got labor history. How about labor school? Labor school where we share we share aspects of the law as it pertains to labor. For example, let's say you're in a picket line. United States Constitution gives unions the right to picket and pass out handbills on public ways. Right to picket is also guaranteed in Section 7 of the National Labor Relations Act. And these are the things you these are things you may do while you're picketing. Ask people to honor the line if they're even if they're not members of the bargaining unit. Ask delivery persons not to enter. Ask customers and the public not to patronize that place. Hold up signs asking motorists to honk if you're with us. These are all legal things. Call strike breakers scabs. Violence and threats are unlawful and can lead to termination. The employer may monitor your conduct through videotapes and sound recordings. Security guards may be instructed to provoke incidents. Protect your job and safeguard the union picket only where assigned by your picket captain. Maintain peaceful and orderly picketing. Cooperate with police officers and obey their instructions. If a problem arises, obtain the officer's name, department, and badge number. Sometimes not so easy to do. Cops have been known to cover up their badges or to become more and more belligerent when asked to identify themselves in that way. Report that information to your picket captain or to the local. Do not talk to strangers who hang around the picket line. Picket in single file, keep moving, and maintain adequate spacing to allow vehicles and individuals to enter and leave. 
You have to move out of the way if a motor vehicle approaches. You're not allowed to use derogatory language regarding a person's race, ethnic origin, religion, gender, disability, age, or sexual orientation. Do not litter. Do not interfere with traffic. Do not touch or crowd around people or vehicles crossing the picket line. Do not come to the picket line under the influence of alcohol or drugs or bring them or weapons to the work site. Refer reporters and others with questions to the union's designated spokesperson. Do not answer yourself. Do not argue with other picketers. If a problem arises, talk to your picket captain. Report any incidents involving threatening or dangerous behavior by strike breakers, supervisors, or guards to your picket captain or the local union. Make note of what happened, date, time, place, descriptions of individuals, and witness names. This is labor school. Every worker and organizer, if you have this knowledge in your mind, no one can take it away from you. And you will be able to conduct labor campaigns without breaking the law and getting your point of view over, getting the labor's point of view over. Okay, there's Lily Tomlin with a takeoff on the FBI. One ringy dingy. Is this Mr. Hoover? Mr. Jedger Hoover? Good. Then, then I have reached the party to whom I am speaking. Mr. Hoover, this is Miss Tomlin from the telephone company. It is my duty, Mr. Hoover, to discuss with you some of the abuses of your instrument. Yes, yeah, yes, it, it does sound rather un-American, doesn't it? <laughs> now then, Mr. Hoover, I have your file here before me. Oh, yes, I'm sure that you have a file on me, too. <laughs> After all, turnabout is fair play. Yes, it does sound perverted. <laughs> now, <laughs> now then... I have a delicate problem. I find that you and your agents have indulged in the illegal and unfair practice of wiretapping. Wiretapping. Oh, Mr. Hoover, listening to other people's conversations. Oh, how do I know? From listening to your calls, that's how I know. Oh, no. Mr. Hoover, don't be rude. I'll make a loud noise into my mouthpiece and perhaps deafen you for life. No. Mr. Hoover, may I ask, do you have a telephone directory handy? Good. Let us turn to page VIII and recite in unison. It is a crime under both federal and state law to use a telephone for annoying or harassing purposes. 
or to knowingly permit a phone under one's control to be used for such purposes. This includes calls in which the caller remains silent, etc., 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 etc. Oh, you do know the law, Mr. Hoover. Now, Jedgar, listen, is there anybody at your place listening in? Everybody, good. Let's get right to the nitty-gritty. There's absolutely no reason for your people to skulk about, electronically speaking. You, you can get all the information you need from us. Probably a lot more accurately, too. Good. Good, then we will be in touch. Oh, and Mr. Hoover, before you go, I must tell you how much I admire your vacuum cleaner. Hello? Mr. Hoover? Well, why do you suppose he got so huffy? I was just being complimentary. Everybody knows there's nothing like a Hoover when you're dealing with dirt.
labor history, Big Bill Haywood gives a speech talking about the general strike in the year 1911. That was uh, March 16th, 1911. Hogs Hollow Tragedy, March 17th, on this day in labor history, 1960. Five Italian immigrant workers were killed in Toronto, Ontario in what is known as the Hogs Hollow Tragedy. According to Jamie Bradburn, who wrote for the Toronto Historicist in 2010, workers on suburban projects faced conditions that included lack of proper sanitation, poor safety inspections, illegal withholding of vacation pay, unpaid overtime, checks that often bounce, and groundless threats of deportation, though no criminal charges were ultimately paid, laid, the sacrifice of the five-minute Hogs Hollow brought about improvements in the conditions that led to their demise. Okay, the Hogs Hollow tragedy. March 15th, The Grapes of Wrath opens in theaters. Here was 1940, adapted from John Steinbeck's Pulitzer Prize winning novel. John Ford directed the film, which starred Henry Fonda as Tom Jones. Steinbeck stated it pulled no punches and was in fact harsher. Associated Farmers of California condemned it as communist propaganda. Woody Guthrie's classic ballad, Tom Joad, soon followed the release. Recent critics contend that agriculture adjustment administration policies were more to blame than banks. <laughs> banks were just taking away people's farms. That's what banks do. Historian Eric Blumen has added that Steinbeck report both disappeared, disappeared. The flight of the non-white exploited labor. Okay, this day in labor history. The Norris LaGuardia Act was passed, which did away with some of the most egregious practices. Um, by employers, passed the Senate by a 75 to 5 vote. We're touching, talking 1932 here, one of the last acts of Hoover's administration. No, that would be 33. The doctrine of work had already existed for more than a half century before the 1905 decision. It was 
widespread belief in the sanctity of the contract between employers and workers. This is what you'll hear from the Milton Friedman's side. In other words, if a worker agreed to work on a job, it was inherently implied that said worker agreed to the conditions of work the employer set. If the employer created conditions where the worker did not want to sell his or her labor, that worker could quit. Oh yeah, if you don't like it there, you can quit. This completely ignored power dynamics. The idea that a single worker held equal power to an employer was beyond absurd. This is the ideology of the, the free market, quote unquote. Oh, the employer's got to, you know, maintain uh, work conditions or else you'll leave. And then what do you do? How are you going to feed your family then? Oh, you go to a job you like better. What if it's not, Im those jobs are not available? Oh, well, too bad, but you have a choice. This is like saying you have a choice now to either have or not have health care. <laughs> you can choose to die and be sick sooner than you might have uh, anyway. The overall framework of this theory held well into the 1920s. This outlawed that. This implied that that uh, workers were forced into work, and that it was not an even playing field. It was called in uh, economics an asymmetrical, an asymmetrical uh, relationship. This day in labor history. This day in labor history. Okay, remember, you're only alone when you don't stand up. All around the world, in every land and clime, every date, every histor historical era, Workers have stood up to make their lives better. If you stay seated and don't stand up, you'll be counted as standing up for sitting down. Here's Sinead O'Connor.
Okay. Sinead O'Connor with Fire on Babylon. Talking about how Babylon has taken away everything she loved, as it will do. Babylon, the mad culture of corporatism and commodities. This is the B, and this is Labor and Love. It's about time to get out of here and turn the chair over to Scott Walker with Flat Black Plastic here on Mutiny Radio. And this has been Labor and Love, the show where we tell you how it is. If one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the negotiating table where you work, you're probably on the menu. And never, but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. Next week we'll celebrate St. Patty's a little better than we did today. Coming right up now, as I said, flat black plastic. Scott Walker. This is Labor and Love. Signing out. Food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite. I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives.
Nimdushmoki. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. This is Tuchel Matos with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRatio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. 
Is this a metaphor? What a Tomato Produce Company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure... People, you got the flat black plastic show on mutinyradio.fm.